Welcome to Building Fortunes Radio. Make sure you check us out at buildingfortunesradio.com. Along with our marketing partners, we're here to help our PM Marketing Network Lead customers build their businesses and make the world a better place. At Building Fortunes, we know how much your business means to you and the people important to you. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. Now on to our show with your host, Peter Mingles. Hello, everyone. Peter Mingles here. You are listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio. It's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. If you are here live, which you may or may not be because we're doing this radio show, we usually do it on Saturday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, but we're doing this live today at 4 p.m. Eastern because Scott Johnson is here with a special guest, and I'm going to kind of realize that a lot of people are going to probably listen to this for the very first time. So, just to kind of give a little bit of backdrop and framework for those people that might be listening to us for the first time. My name is Peter Mingles. We started Building Fortunes Radio uh, towards the tail end of 2012, beginning part of 2013. So that's over a decade ago. And when we started this, I wanted a platform to be able to talk about being an entrepreneur, running a home-based business, whether you're in MLM, affiliate programs, doing something on your own. So we wanted to be able to have a microphone and, and a platform for people that wanted to talk about all the different things that were uh, necessary and active to get involved in building a home-based business. So previous to that, when I was doing something with a network marketing company or planning on doing something with a home-based business, I flew up to see Dr. Charles King, who taught a real university certification course at a real university, um, and I was a part of that whole marketing program as well. And I said to Dr. Charles, I said, listen, I really want to know the ropes of how this stuff works, because if I'm going to make this a career, I need to know the good stuff, and I need to know where the potholes are as well. I need to know where the bad players are, the good players, and that's how we got started with Building Fortunes Radio. Well, I'm going to keep my introduction a little bit short, because you are going to learn a lot, I promise you. And uh, we'll do it as, as educationally and entertainingly as we possibly can. But Scott Johnson's here with a really special guest. And again, I'm going to step out of the way pretty quickly. But for those people that want to hear Scott, they can always go back to buildingfortunesradio.com forward slash Scott dash Johnson. Scott dash, like the minus sign Johnson. And you'll be able to hear this as well as all the previous radio shows that we've done. We focus a lot on a whole bunch of things. And today, is going to be like a niche call radio show slash hopefully the beginning of some action steps that many of you will be able to learn from and take to make a very big difference in this industry and help a lot of people avoid some really bad things. So having said that, I'm going to kind of step out of the way pretty quickly. Scott Johnson, thanks for being here on your own radio show. Hey, Peter, thanks for having me. Yeah, we do have a great guest today, and uh, I just wanted to review very quickly like we usually do. Um, you know, we say we like MLM when it's done right, and we don't like it when it's done wrong. Well, you need to define what you mean by doing it right and doing it wrong. And the two big things that, in my mind, are wrong with MLM, uh, number one is the tool scams, and this is where particularly in Amway, and I was in Amway for several years, so I know this like the back of my hand, um, the, the upper-level distributors sell various things to their downline. Um, these are things like meeting tickets, books, recordings, phone apps, website access, voicemail, all these things that are supposed to educate and motivate 
the downline. Um, and I don't think the content is all that bad. The problem is they make most of their money, and we're talking multiple times more from these tools than they do from Amway, and yet they promote Amway only as the source of their of their lifestyle. And, and they lie by omission that most of their money actually came from the tools that their downline are buying from them. Now, not all MLMs have tool scams. Amway has a huge one. Um, in fact, you can find the latest um, liar about this. Uh, if you go on rumble.com and look up the uh, – the author text text t e x t x that's me, um, and what you'll see there is a about a nine minute video from a guy who is promoting tools and how they're supposed to be free for the first year now within this group called LTD within Amway. It's a, it's a sub Amway group, and he says the only reason, the sole reason that we do these tools is to benefit you know, the, the downline that's buying them. Well, gee, if you're making multiple times more money from the tools than you are from Amway itself, I don't think that's the sole reason. So anyway, that's, that's an example. There's many other examples you can find on my website. And, and to find my website, the link to this radio show, my YouTube, my email, my phone number is facebook.com slash Scott Tex Johnson, that's S-C-O-T-T-T-E-X-J-O-H-N-S-O-N, all one word. And you can find all this type of information plus much more um, there. Now, the other big problem with MLMs that I've seen over the years is the lack of retail sales. And when we say retail sales, we're talking about selling products to people who are not part of the MLM compensation plan. And I believe that is universal or nearly universal within the MLM industry. That's called an illegal pyramid, by the way. Um, a lot of people don't understand the definition of, a, of an illegal pyramid. Well, that's it. When you have little to no retail sales uh, to customers, you are an illegal pyramid. If most of the uh, buying is coming from the distributors, then it's an illegal pyramid. That's that's the definition. So um, I just want to get that out of the way. And I think we're going to explore, because I've always left the door open. I've said, you know, even though these are common problems, tool scams, which I believe is RICO fraud, by the way, or at least business fraud. I'm not a lawyer. Um, but at least the the RICO fraud and the illegal pyramid are the major things. But I've always left the door open that there could be some other shenanigans going on um, besides just these two things. These are the two main things, but there's, there could always be other things going on as well. Um, and I think we're going to explore a little bit of that on this show. Um, and I, I just wanted to welcome uh, David to the show. Uh, David, we're glad you're here. Um, we, we know you're calling in from Israel. I think you said Jerusalem. That is correct. Hello, Hello Scott. Um, and, and go ahead and, and just uh, introduce yourself and, and let us know a little bit about your background, and then we can get into um, what you're here on the show to talk about. Go right ahead, David, and welcome to the show. Hey, Scott. It's, I'm glad to be on this show. I'm glad to hear your, the two of your voices. The, over the past, I would say, a couple of years, I really became an expert. Just like you've become an expert, I've become an expert to a very harsh degree on the illegalities of, of scamming people. And I have to tell you that, that the big thing that's scamming people in the year 2024 
are these insurance recruiting multi-level marketing companies. They're having a party. It could be that in the previous generation, the retail sales, the Amways byproduct by detergent worked, but the easiest way, the most successful multi-level marketing scam of the last couple of years has been a company called Family First Life. They literally got tens of thousands of people in their system. They don't rip them off for a couple of dozen dollars or a couple of hundred dollars. They get them for tens of thousands of dollars and they get everyone. It's not like they're getting 50% or 60%. They're getting 99.99% are becoming victims. As the, as I have learned the legalities of this business and the illegalities, they've had a market decline over the past few months. So right now they're really targeting younger people, people between 18 and 22. That seems to be what's happening. And these people, uh, I, I'm in contact with state prosecutors, state investigators. As you know, a lot of people who have reached out to the FTC, I know for a fact based on learning about the law that the FTC is completely useless. There are laws on the books to put these people in jail, and all we have to do is let people know the proper steps to put these people in jail because they should be in jail. That's in a nutshell. I know it's a little bit, uh, a lot of no, big that's, words. That's all good but and, and David, this is Peter. So let me just kind of go backwards just a little bit. So when I was speaking with Dr. Charles King, taking a look at home-based businesses and, you know, trying to figure this stuff out for a career, I said, Dr. Charles, it appears like people make money in the business and they could make money on the business and what I mean by that I'm going to go back to the Amway thing um, people make money in Amway by selling the products so you can make the commissions on that soap or whatever it might be and the commissions are overrides based on the team that you build <clears throat> and then there's people that make money on the business basically they go and they sell tools back to the downline or they sell meetings back to the downline, or they sell leads back to the downline. And that in itself is making money on the industry or on the business. And from what I've observed in the insurance MLM kind of thing is people can make money selling insurance, but they're also looked as the prey, meaning like, the, like there's a predator, meaning the upline or the company, is selling things back to the people that just joined that are trying to figure out how to sell insurance and they're unwitting victims financially in a big way, more so in the insurance industry than even the Amway tools scam industry that, that we talk about all of the time. That, is that, that fair? Is that, 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 is that is a fair correct. backdrop? The, you could replace the word tools with leads. Leads are tools. The, so when, and what I learned about the law, you know, so I might as well go into the law, which should put, which very well, if the proper steps are taken, the proper people are notified of the legalities, the punishment is 10 years in jail. So literally, to, in order to get these people caught red-handed, it, it, you can hear my videos on my, my interviews with the recruiters. If they say, we want you we want you to spend X, Y, Z amount of money and you will make X, Y, Z 
in all probability, you know, that's the normal circumstance. They're, they would have to be registered as a business opportunity under the Business Opportunity Sales Act. And, if, and most of these companies aren't registered in the insurance realm. So they're automatically breaking the law. The average person knew what the real numbers were. There's no way they would be investing XYZ amount of money on their tools, which is in the insurance industry, it's called leads. So this is serious, serious stuff. When there's a gentleman named Christopher Coyle who filed in the state of Oklahoma on this specific law, and I publicized, and I, I was part of publicizing this, all the recruiting of these major multi-level marketing insurance companies stopped. They just stopped cold turkey. When the few, the, I, I actually physically reached out to a couple of these recruiters and because you know, I beforehand I was calling them from Zip Recruiter, fill out something on a Zip Recruiter, answer the, have a conversation, record the conversation, put it on YouTube. You could see those YouTube interviews on Family First Life Lawsuit Witness channel. If you Google, if you YouTube search that, you'll see all the interviews. So at a certain point, there was no more advertising, so I had to call up their offices and say, hey, I spoke spoke to you guys quite a few years ago, and they would tell you the same story. Invest $1,000 of leads, in leads per week, and you're going to make $10,000, 10 times your money. Completely illegal. Then you ask them, where's your, where's your income disclosure statement? They have no idea what, what you're talking about because they don't have an income. It's completely illegal. It's 10 years in jail criminally. It's triple damages civilly. These people are sitting ducks. They're completely breaking the law. So if I can interrupt for a second. Um, you said the name Christopher Coyle. Some people don't know how to spell Coyle, including myself. So how do you spell Coyle? C-O-Y-L-E. You could, uh, the easiest way to see all the filings is on Reddit. If you Google the word Reddit, Family First Life, Lawsuit, Anti-MLM, and everything shows up there as well okay. a similar type of Google about Family First Life lawsuit on YouTube. It's all there, including the, the direct link to his filings. So we're going to continue this on the insurance thing, but for those people who listen in, Scott and I covered this many, many years ago, many, many times ago, relative to companies like Herbalife with lead generation. So some people would wonder if you looked at Bill Ackman when he was going after Herbalife, they would, you would say, how in the world could somebody lose $30,000 on a nutritional shake? Like, I mean, how, how much stuff can you possibly buy? And what it was and what it wasn't was they weren't necessarily buying the Herbalife product. They were buying the Herbalife leads. So people would buy a lead for, I don't remember what it was, Scott, like $130, I think it was. And they were told you have to buy all of these leads to be able to sponsor all of these distributors to be able to make all of this money. And that's where a lot of people lost thousands of dollars because they were buying the Herbalife leads. And the people that were making money were the lead generation guys. And they were selling these things for tons of money and just saying, got to stick with it, you know, got to keep buying and got to keep buying. And that's how people lost tens of thousands of dollars with the lead generation portion on Herbalife. And that was done, by the way, by a couple of other guys with Vima and some other companies as well. Now, um, some network marketing companies did it okay, 
Trivita did it okay because they were running commercials on television and then selling the leads back to the people. And I'm not going to say they made a ton of money, but I know some people that are actually making money by buying leads of customers. Then Beachbody still did it. Maybe they're even still doing it, I don't know, on all different kinds of radio stations. However, the lead generation in the insurance industry, like David is referencing, brings the whole level to another level. I mean, this it's, is just... It's a- it's it's amazing. It's a whole other level. So they go ahead. I just want to lay the backdrop there, David. So with so share with us kind of like how it works. With a straight face. This is after I've been making these videos and lo- there's been lead fraud, a class action le- leads fraud lawsuit that's been out there for almost two years. This is already Family First Life was at its peak about two years ago until they got an FTC cease and desist. The FTC cease and desist. If you read it, it says over and over the word business opportunity participant. I had no idea what that, what they were talking about. And virtually probably no one else had any idea. But apparently Christopher Coyle did a little bit, did some research because he's in law school and he figured out that there is something called the business opportunity law and they're not complying with it. So, you know, the case is shut and shut and dry. He's in contact with his attorney general, his department of securities on that. So on the yeah, let me insurance. let me uh, let me interject real quick here because and I'm coming really from an Amway centric point of view, but I think it it really applies to insurance or any other MLM for that matter. Is I don't have a problem with people making money on leads and tools as long as they they disclose it. They disclose not only are they making money, but how much money are they making. That's the only way that you can uh, legitimately promote leads. Now, going back to, to Peter's example with Herbalife, uh, there was a guy, and you can Google this, uh, there was a guy by the name of John Peterson, who was a very, very high-ranking distributor with Herbalife back in the early, you know, 20-teens. Um, and then the FTC came out with this edict, or I think Herbalife did, but it was probably being pushed by the FTC soon after the FTC announced they were investigating Herbalife. And they said, okay, within six months, um, we're going to give you a six-month window, but you have to wind down your lead generation business within six months. Well, towards the end of that six months, uh, John Peterson was found in the driveway of his home, one of his homes, I should say, uh, in Colorado, and he had put a bullet through his head. Now, I don't know John Peterson. I never knew him. I I don't know, know what demons he had in his mind. Um, but he was making tons of money from lead generation, and that was being wound down. I believe he did it because his main source of income was going away, and he had way too much overhead. He had been fooling so many different people that he was financially successful from Herbalife when he was really financially successful mainly from the lead generation, but he just couldn't handle it. And so those are some of the things that are going on here as far as uh, lead generation, you know, whether it's Herbalife or, or insurance. Um, and, and I know, uh, David, you have some more specifics as far as the, the lead generation that's going on in insurance. And, and it'd probably be good to expand on that a little bit just to, you know, let okay. the audience know what is happening with lead generation, you know, how much are they charging, how good are the leads, all these sorts of things. Okay, Scott, let me mention to you, it's when people, come, when people go into a new business, there's really a 
three-week, four-week, five-week, maybe six-week window where these people are really excited. So you can get them for a lot of money at that beginning first few weeks. It just so happens in the, in the Family First Life, in, I say Integrity Marketing Group system, they, they get them for $1,000 to $2,000 a week, which is not even normal. And I just have, to, and we, we may or may not know this, but if you look at the do not call lawsuits that Family First Life and Integrity Marketing are going through, and I've spoken to people, I've interviewed one gentleman who's in his 30s, he got 50 phone calls, he, he's averaged 50 phone calls a day. So the, in the insurance realm, people between 60 and 70 years old, on average, they're getting 50 phone calls a day. No one's picking up the phone. And when, you're, when you get that many phone calls from Pakistanis and Filipinos, you will never fill out anything online, like, ever. So can, no, one's get, can we stop? no one's getting a, can we, sure. Yeah, can we stop there for one second? So we're kind of edu- educating our audience while we're doing this. So while we're doing this, here's the way the foreign telemarketers work. So these first family life and probably other insurance guys, and I'm speculating here, so I don't have firsthand knowledge of this, but this is what I'm guessing has probably happened. So I'm throwing out my disclaimer here. I'm speculating that this is probably happening. But what, what happens is these guys wound up selling leads to their downline. And the more, you, the more leads you sell to your downline, the more leads you need to produce. So that creates a problem. So let's talk about a legitimate problem. So I sell these guys, say, for instance, I'm the upline. I sell the downline into this leads thing. And then all of a sudden, now I have a problem. I have to generate the leads that I just sold. So then they go to these foreign telemarketers who basically will take whatever money they can possibly take. When they take that money, they start calling through databases of whoever they can call through. And they'll call through these – and they, by the way, I just got to know – I just got to tell you, they suck at database management because they have a room full of people. And in that room full of people, they have to keep those people on the phone. So they churn through the same lists over and over and over again. So therefore, that's why somebody might get five phone calls in an hour, five phone calls in a day. And all of these foreign telemarketing companies know each other because they've all worked for each other one way or another. So they share their databases. So you'll have telemarketing company number one who just is churning through the same list over and over and over again trading a list with telemarketing company number two, who trades a list with telemarketing company number three, who trades that list that he just got back to telemarketing company number one, and you could see a cesspool of a cluster mess of these poor people getting 50, you'd say, how in the world could you get 50 phone calls in a day? That's the way it happens. And they never take you off the list. They never take you off the list. So they use the, you know, they try to do everything. They try to use, you know, fake caller IDs. Uh, They try to do whatever they possibly can. And they try to basically, because they're in a foreign country, they try to make sure that they're not trackable. But eventually somebody nails them. 
And when somebody nails them, that's when the FTC goes in and says, look at this. And then they go and look at the records, and they wind up the, with these huge friggin' robocall FTC fines of, you know, $800 million. Because they realize that these people made thousands and thousands and thousands of phone calls every day. And uh, by the time they're done with their FTC math, you know, they're suing them into oblivion. So I just wanted – and, David, you can correct or compliment or okay, clarify I, anything that I just to, said. To an but, extent, what you're saying is correct. What I, I did interview a gentleman who's on the verge of uh, filing a lawsuit. He, he really investigated the matter. He's, he said when a person picks up the phone, the value of his phone number becomes greater. So they're able to sell that phone number to other places. So that is true. They'll get calls. So if you if you pick up the phone a couple of times and maybe agree to an appointment, you're going to get 50 phone calls a day. So the, so literally no one is picking up the phone nowadays. If you go to as as I mentioned in the video uh, that was recently published to YouTube that mentioned Steve Young being the king scammer, NFL Hall of Fame quarterback. You go to the local supermarket, you speak to anyone who's 65 years old, you ask them, do you ever pick up your phone? He's going to tell you he never picks up his phone. No one's picking up the phone anymore. Correct. The leads don't so, exist. So these insurance MLM companies that are selling leads are selling something that does not exist. So it's pure scam, pure fraud. But they're getting young people to buy into it. That's the problem, it, it, right? They're all, right now, they're only getting people in their early 20s, people that even after they get ripped off have a tendency not to sue, not to complain. So I've got my formula, what people should do, and it, it's, it's foolproof. It works. There's a gentleman in, in the state of California named Kevin Knight. He told me what to do, and he walked away with a million dollars. I believe he got a million dollars. Somewhere around a million dollars he got. When someone is harming you and it involves a lot of other people, you're supposed to complain to the attorney general. That's what you're supposed to do. The attorney general in California gave him a, a referral to sue, family first life. He got that referral. I'm on, on the phone with him. He's teaching me about his situation of what I didn't know, which I didn't know about the attorney general, state attorney general, not federal, not FTC. And he, he got a list of attorneys. I spoke to his attorney. His attorney's name happened to be Yitz Weiss out of Calif Los Angeles, California. The gentleman was very tight-lipped, but he admitted, hey, I'm his attorney. Kevin was always telling me I'm filing next week. At a certain point, he, the, the lawsuit was written. He was about to file, then afterwards, he doesn't pick up the phone. I've, I've seen from court documents that Family First Life admits that they had a EEOC, a racism complaint from the federal government that was canceled, which is from Kevin Knight, as well as they say, hey, we never got a lawsuit from Kevin Knight. So the, the, I'm 100% certain that Kevin Knight walked away with a million dollars right before he filed the lawsuit, which is the proper technique. So the key of this whole business is, is to understand what fraud is being done on you. If you could point out the law when you make the, the letter to the attorney general, that would probably help. And I could tell you that you've got these business opportunity laws that are as clear as day. If anyone says, you, says to you, 
invest so much money and you'll get so much in return and they don't have, and they're not registered and they're not, not compliant. These people are sitting ducks. You obviously it's better to get a referral from the attorney general because the judge will look at that like, Hey, you just, you know, these people got a referral from the attorney general and you actually want to take this to court. Just, you're going to lose, just pay them the money. But what I've been highly recommending to people as well because it's a social media scam and these people are highly dependent on scamming other people. And it's, it's sometimes it's hard for the attorney general to understand a, a, a written piece of paper. So it's always good to make a YouTube video describing what happened to you, upload it to the YouTube immediately thereafter. If you get lucky, you'll get a lawsuit threat from the MLM scammer because you know these MLMs are they're used to dealing with people that are really have a lot of psychological problems that are very easy to scare so they may send you an email say hey please take it down or we'll take legal action but you could always google the word federal defamation law Amber Heard Johnny Depp very simple law you would have to be malicious lying and know you're lying which probably a good idea when you make the video don't know you're lying so you really have nothing to worry about it's just a lawsuit threat but of course if you've got that lawsuit threat with your letter to the attorney general that is really easy for these people to understand you would cc that as well to the department of securities which is a separate department which pro which investigates and prosecutes on the business opportunity laws and this is a formula that will work. This formula, me spooing this formula, is really the reason why the MLMs in the insurance industry have, have literally you know, stopped recruiting. Because and that Department of Security is also a state-level agency? Right, it's a state-level agency. It's, it's, a, it's a little bit confusing because the Department of Securities in the insurance industry, you've got the Department of Insurance, then you've got the Attorney General. The Department of Insurance will only investigate insurance fraud. In the case of Family First Life Integrity Marketing Group, there are instances of churning where if you sell the same lead to 10, 20 different people, and, and it, what Family First Life does, which is mentioned on the Steve Young scammer video, they tell the new people coming in to sell a, an exorbitantly priced product then the managers replace that product afterwards. So that would be insurance fraud, but you would have to give specific examples. It gets a little bit confusing. The attorney general, of course, would be general fraud of leads, you know, selling something, you know, hey, this is an, a live exclusive lead, and it was, it's really not. Of course, that's, that's, there's a law on that. But the easiest thing for the, st for the prosecutor, the government to understand is business opportunity law, Income disclosure statement that's 10 years in jail. It's just too easy. So if anyone who got scammed by an MLM, you'll get these. If you live in a state where you're allowed to record phone calls, you'll just very quick. Hey, what am I expected to make? How much am I supposed to put in? Where's your income disclosure statement? Boom, done. End of story. These people are looking at jail time. Yep, good stuff, good stuff. I mean, it's not just the leads that's the problem. It's that reselling of insurance policies, right, David? You, you're talking about um, these, these insurance MLM distributors are being instructed to sell 
overpriced insurance, and then the managers come in later, you know, the upline essentially, and they resell them lower cost insurance, and so they get double the benefit. Right. That, that's just a, another ad, but that's a little bit harder to prove. That's a little bit more complicated, but the business opportunity stuff is just so easy. I was on the phone with one of these securities investigators just a couple of days ago, and the impetus of the video which I put out about Steve Young being the king scammer is because on his conversation, he, was, he told me, hey, I, I know these people. I want them to – actually, I said to him, I, I said to him hey, if, if, if the head people don't go to jail, it's just going to continue. And he, his words were, I agree. I, you know, I know what you're talking about. And you know, he wanted to put an end to this. But he, so the video that I made – calling Steve Young the king scammer was to him and his team and the other attorney generals what they have to be looking at, which is to get the king scammer, which is Integrity Marketing Group. They own about, they own multiple, multiple insurance lead selling MLMs. Yeah, you know, Peter and I have talked about this issue many times on this show. We've been doing it weekly for over eight years now, how the um, the leaders tend to get away with things, and they just start another MLM, and then they go from one MLM to another. And it's just amazing how few people, really, when you think about it, there's just a handful of people that are running all these different MLMs, you know, jumping from one MLM to another or jumping from an MLM and creating a new one and just starting the whole process over and over again. And it's frustrating that the government doesn't go after the top dogs because I think that would solve a lot of what we're talking about here. Um, and, And certainly we've also talked about the issue of these famous people. You know, usually they don't own the companies. Usually they promote the companies. Um, and, and I don't believe that most of the people, you know, like the, whether it be, you know, the movie stars or the athletes, I don't think they know that these companies are scamming people. I think they're just, you know, doing, uh, what they do as far as getting paid for it, uh, to do a promotion. And, and so I don't think there's anything inherently evil on these people. However, they don't do their research. There's no doubt about that. Um, but the, the thing is, a lot of people look up to famous people, um, you know, and certainly Steve Young is one of those, um, you know, just, just a, 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 you know, very well-known football player from, right. from the past, but just really good football player. And, and his name equals money. And when he's involved in something as nefarious, particularly if he's the chairman, um, then that that would definitely be target number one in my book as well. Right. So I I, I have to mention if anyone needs money, like, you know, people wake up in the morning, they need money. All you have to do, I don't want to, you know, entrap people, but it's not hard to do. I've made multiple calls to these recruiting companies and they all say the same thing. They all say buy a thousand of leads, you'll 10 times your money. The average income is $20,000 a month. Anyone need, look, look up Family First Life. They've got 20, 30 offices. Speak to the recruiter. If you happen to live in California or New York where you're not allowed to record conversations, maybe take a day trip to Texas so you can record the conversation. But there's enough evidence on the, the YouTube playlist that has my videos, them saying that over and over. And 
you know, buy $5 of leads, get an insurance license immediately thereafter, do the YouTube video describing what you, what happened to you. Hopefully you'll get a cease and desist lawsuit threat. Send the letter to the attorney general and the department of securities, file the lawsuit. And if you file, and if you happen to have Googled the word, google.com family, first life, Steve Young, you'll, on the video mode, you'll see a video which is still up. And this video is, has Steve Young, not only the chairman of the board, but he's saying it's a great company. And, you know, that's, if, you, if one says that Steve Young influenced them in wasting money and time, he would have to explain to the, the local court, like, what happened. And he will lose, so, of course, he doesn't want to lose, so he'll just pay you money. <laughs> so if anyone needs money, it's a pretty easy way to make money. Do you know if these if these insurance MLMs um, require you to go into arbitration versus sue them in court? If you uh, Family First Life, which was the granddaddy of the MLM scammers, they were advertising all over the place that there's no contracts for years, and I, they may still be doing that, but. It, if it's, but I know that people, when they had some issues, they wanted to leave. They made them sign a contract. It had, it stated something arbitration in Connecticut. If it's uh, first to file, so like there was a couple of people I spoke to who, I said make a video, but I had a feeling if they made a video, fa- Family First Life would have taken them to arbitration in Connecticut. So I, 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 tell, I told those people not to make a video. Yeah, I, I, I mentioned that because that's becoming very common in MLM now is, is when you join an MLM, part of what's in the contract is that you say you're going to use arbitration and not sue. However, uh, the courts have also decided that if the agreement is so one-sided, if it's so unfair, um, that they can overrule that arbitration requirement and they can, they can be successful in court. So I just want to point that out that even if arbitration is required, there is a little loophole there. If, if the uh, conditions are so extreme um, that, that uh, it, it doesn't make any sense to sort of tuck it away in an arbitration hearing, um, it, it needs to come out in open court. And that would be great to be able to do a class action lawsuit, too. I think some of these that you mentioned, David, are class action lawsuits, right? Right. One of the issues about the business opportunity laws, they're state-based. So it's, you would have to do a class action in a particular state. Regarding the app arbitration, it's going to be based on first to file. So, and even if they first – well, these family first life, the insurance companies will never sue the agent. It's always will be a, you know, because they don't want to, you know, open up a can of worms because the vast majority of people who get ripped off will never do anything. But, but uh, the initial contract to bring these people in the industry was based on illegalities. So the contract is void. Even if there is a written contract, it's it's a non-legal binding contract. If you look at the Christopher Coyle filings in Oklahoma, that's one of the points he brought up. You know, if you lie to someone to get into a contract and he signs his name, it's not a legal contract. Right. 
Yeah, I just want to make sure people understand just because there's an arbitration requirement does not mean that's, you know, 100% safe. Um, you know, when I say safe, I mean from the MLM perspective that that can be overruled if, if the initial contract, like you say, is so unfair. Um, you can't just get somebody to agree to something that's illegal and then say, oh, now you have to go into arbitration. That's that doesn't sit very well with the attorneys general. So, <laughs> uh, Scott, it's, I've got uh, more information. If you look at the Reddit post, Reddit anti MLM family first life lawsuits, scroll down. There's a lot of information there. There's actually case law on that particular subject. The MLM uh, famous attorney out of Boston, Massachusetts. I'm not sure what his name is. Maybe you know his name. He's f- from Boston area, and he actually won a case based on that particular issue where it was Amway or something similar where the judge ruled that a pyramid, the, the pyramid scheme is contrary to public policy and there was a, and he nulled and voided the, the arbitration. So it went to open court based on that court ruling. So there is case law on that specific subject. Right, right. Yeah, and certainly, particularly up in the Northeast, that might come in handy. Now, if you're in California or Texas, um, that precedent may not apply because, you know, the courts are in different regions of the country. Um, So you have to be careful on which lawsuits you can rely on. And, Peter, I'm trying to remember um, who's the guy. He's he's very prominent in the anti-MLM area as an attorney. And I think he's up in the Boston area. That, um, that is the attorney. He's in his 80s or 90s by now. Yeah, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, Peter, did, can you think of who I'm trying to think of? I, I know he was part of the Herbalife, uh, uh, the movie, Betting on Zero. Um, he's, he's been at the MLM conferences. I just can't bring his name to mind. Right. Uh, Reddit Family First Life Lawsuits, anti-MLM, it pops up. You, you read it. You'll actually see the case law Okay. in his name. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. So and if I can just kind of, yeah, if I can just jump in one more time. Um, I want to set the example because some people might be thinking that because I'm not in insurance, this doesn't apply to me. So here's the way it works. A distributor gets excited about the opportunity And then people are going to, meaning the system or the upline, is going to say, here's how you're going to build it. And they start charging for something. So in this example with insurance is they start charging for leads. And they do what we call, you know, MLM math, just like they do five by five by five by five by five by five, and everybody's in the in the planet, you know, is in the industry. The MLM math usually goes, you, you've seen it before, you know, you have X men of people in your compensation and you have three by 10 and eventually you're going to make $5 million a month. That's MLM math. Well, they do the MLM math and say, if you buy a thousand dollars in leads, you know, you're going to make X amount of money. So you're told to go buy a thousand dollars in leads for four weeks or five months or whatever it is in a row. And then pretty soon they'll blame you for not being able to convert the leads or who the hell knows what's going to happen next. But somebody made money on that thousand dollars that you paid per week or per month or whatever it might've been. And that's where the con starts. And then they just churn. They churn through another one and another one, another one. 
it happens in insurance. We shared with you how it happened in Herbalife. It's happened in other industries as well. And the thing that I just want to say is it's not only the insurance industry that we're referencing here. Uh, Eight-figure dream lifestyle, if you remember that one, uh, they got in trouble for robocalls because they were doing it with a modified gifting program. This happens all the time in our industry, and it's not just insurance. However, these guys have honed it to perfection, where they've gotten away with it for a really long time. And it wasn't until this gentleman that we have as our guest starts really highlighting it and going after it and educating people how to go after the people that are the bad players. And in combination with that and the other stuff the FTC has done on robocalls, that the heat is really on the insurance industry. So, I, so David, I just want to kind of lay the foundation for those people that might be thinking, well, I'm not insurance, so this stuff doesn't apply to me. It probably does. Maybe it's at a different the same scale. Thing, but- it's good. It's the same thing. If the guy says to invest so much money and you'll make so much money, and you know, the number that he's going to tell you what the average un- income is will be based on a lie. It's just made up numbers. So it's fraud. It's contrary to business opportunity law. It's 10 years in jail. It's civil penalties. Boom, you're done. There we go. Perfect. So what I'm doing is I'm just kind of making sure that our Building Forces Radio listening audience understands that it's not just insurance. It could be $100 a month through websites. It could be like some of the people in the uh, Amway uh, uplines do it. You know, you come to the meetings and the events, the tools, the systems, all of that sort of stuff. When there's losers in the equation, there might be some fraud in there as well. Somebody's making money, and right. it's probably not going to be you. So I just want to kind of mention that. Now, the, the funny thing is, and I got to throw you mentioned you mentioned a YouTuber uh, that you know uh, gets under our skin every once in a while, kind of fled the country, fled the continent. He claims, um, but these idiots, they don't even see what we just highlighted. Like they blame I... other things. <laughs> they, they blame like ins- I, like the idea that selling insurance is the issue. These friggin' idiots don't even understand where the real fraud comes from relative to this. So back to you. This particular YouTuber, I was very specific. I gave him the link to the Christopher Colin. I I said, hey, call Christopher. Col- uh, what's his name? Christopher Coyle. You know, co- get him on interview. Link at this. This ends the whole thing. This guy made massive videos about various multi-level marketing insurance companies. And it's like this ends the whole thing. You know, it's nice yep. to talk about MLMs for a long time, but this is the law that was enacted, uh, that was recommended by the FTC ten years ago. Twenty-three states enacted the identical law. The 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 states that did not ad- enact this identical law. They have something similar. It's still fraud. It's still illegal. But the big states of Georgia, Florida, Texas, California, Illinois, Ohio, they all have this, this law. And it's not well, hard to do. Part of the and reason why YouTube they're running down the wrong track. Well, hold on a second. Yeah, part of the reason. With your input, David. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he didn't want anything to do with it. He's like, I don't, yeah. like, I don't care. Yeah, you don't care. I'm yeah, like, so, well, so we have a monitor is, for him. You know, he goes yeah, we, he goes by always and then his name. Well, we call him always stupid and then his name stupid, because yeah. he, he, he did is always stupid. He, he he's did so not consistently care. stupid. He he's didn't just care. stupid. 
Right. The guy has a huge, like he like he has a decent audience. He made one really good video, which he took down, which happens to be on the on the Family First Life lawsuit uh, uh, YouTube channel. So I don't you know, I don't want to say that bad thing. Yeah, you know, he's you know, we've got it on our channel, so people could see it. I believe it's up to eighty thousand views. So you know, you know, he's a nice guy that he made a, a video that it's not on his channel, but it's on Family First Life lawsuit playlist. Lawsuit witness uh, channel, but the well, fact the is, these, the- these these uh, MLM companies are because of what I learned from Christopher Coyle. These MLM companies are easy to take down. The FTC is completely useless. Like, like even comp- even like clicking a couple of buttons to complain to these people has it's it's not worth it. It's I guess it's worth it to an extent, but it, it it's like meaningless. That is effective. Well, one of the things they just got to continue to throw that always stupid guy under the bus is they follow the wrong guy. They're all following Robert Fitzpatrick and the other stuff on the MLM conference or the anti-MLM conference that was talking about an endless chain, five by five by five. You know, the whole world's going to be an MLM, and they run down that track. So they're blinded and biased where when they, when they don't even look for the stuff that you're talking about here, David, and they basically don't want to talk about it because it doesn't fit their story or their agenda or the way they were trained. They were trained wrong. They still think it's all about the endless chain, whereas there's real fraud in some of the things you're referencing here. Now, I have another question is, and and I don't know if this opens up a can of worms, but is Family First Life, FFL, the only one that has this, or are there others? Okay, what happened was, quite a few years ago, Steve Young in the, own, in the CEO of, of Integrity Marketing Group got together. There's an, a newspaper article on this. The CEO says to Steve Young, hey, we, we're looking for investors. You guys are, you're an investment banker. You own some big hedge fund. Why don't we make give you a, a huge chunk of our company. In fact, we'll give you more of our company than anyone else, than the, the last guy who wanted, and we'll give you a greater percentage because your name is Steve Young and we could put you as chairman of the board, which is a, which is a super celebrity endorsement. Subsequent to that, Integrity Marketing Group, which was started off as a Medicare, Medicare marketer, they were recruiting companies to sell, recruiting insurance agents to sell Humana, United Healthcare, Aetna, which is a very profitable part of the insurance business because it's it's paid by the federal government. Huge commissions, huge profits. But the problem on that part of the bit, like like they always need agents. So with the investment money of Steve Young, he bought uh, Family First Life, who came up with this incredible way for the rah-rah-rah to get new people in. So once he bought this first company, Family First Life, then it was National Agents Alliance, Equus Financial, North American Senior Benefits, and a bunch of others. So this is their recruiting uh, mill, their recruiting uh, pipeline. Of, of there's, It's very hard to fill up a uh, pipeline of a football stadiums of salespeople who are all excited. And the ones that, that get so excited and sign up 
are, are going to be people in the early 20s who, based on social media. And so the, the formula that once they figure out that Family First Life can bring in people based on these YouTube videos, like, they, all, they, they just up the ante. Like all the other companies are doing the same thing, and these are primarily integrity marketing group companies. Got it. So which companies are under the integrity marketing group directly? Uh, you could see on their website where, it's, where it has companies. They, they own about 50 to 100 different companies, but they're fastest growing ones before I got involved and sort of put the, put, uh, made a big dent. It was Family First Life, Equus Financial, Financial North American Senior Benefits, PHP Agency, which is Patrick Bet David. You may have seen him on YouTube, TikTok. And a yep. few so that's others. a big now that's a big thing. So Steve Young's company owned or bought PHP? All these companies they bought because they because because Steve Young's company had the top contracts from all the insurance companies. So based on that, they could boost every they could make money on everyone coming in. And they had this MLM rah rah sell lead. And really what it was is they, they figured out that when the people first come in, you could get them for $1,000 a week on leads, 300 400 500 You could get – so you're not going to lose money on recruiting. Like everyone who comes in, you're going to make money because they're, they lose. And an incredibly small amount of people will complain, and almost no one will sue. So it was almost like a, a happy time. Like, no one is suing. It's like, I would speak to these people. i say, like, why don't you, like, sue? Why don't you, like, but because they're recruiting broke people who spend six, three, four, five, six months of their life in this system, and they're more broke afterwards. They have no funds. They have no, like, no chance, like, like no one is suing, which is amazing. Yeah, when you're young, you don't have the money to sue. That's that's, I mean, uh, I, that's part of what they're broken, taking advantage of. I mean, they, they know the this, right? People, the brokest people in the world come into this industry of insurance sales. On the like, I, like I, I would speak to these people on the phone when they say mortgage protect. They say final expense mortgage protection. Build a team, buy leads. That's MLM. Like, I, like I know it. Like off the, you know, instinctively. Yeah, and, and just just backing up for just a quick minute here, um, that attorney you were talking about, is it uh, Doug Brooks or Douglas Brooks? Yeah, I believe it's Douglas Brooks. So you could see his yeah. case law on that particular issue. Right. Yeah, he's been involved in several. Um, a lot of most of most of what I've seen is class action lawsuits, um, and and most of them, of course, settle out of court. And the the people that he represents, as far as the class, you know, they make pennies on the dollar from, you know, whatever the settlement is. Whereas typically, a class action lawyer will get somewhere between twenty five and one third, you know, twenty five percent and one third of the settlement. So I'm pretty sure Doug Brooks has cleaned up pretty well over the years with class action lawsuits. Um, the people he represents, uh, not so much. Uh, they they get a very small percentage of of the uh, returns 
you know, that they put into it. So I, I don't have a whole lot of faith in the class action lawsuit avenue, but it is something to where, um, you know, you can at least bring some publicity to what's going on. Right. It's not total recovery. I, I, I tend to agree with what you're saying, though, David. You know, go after these people directly, you know, through the attorney general for your state um, and, and you know, make those videos, get those lawsuit threats, get the uh, endorsement of the attorney general. Um, and you're and good. File a lawsuit. It, it's, you won the lottery. It's the equivalent of winning the lottery. It's right. really that easy. And, of course, once uh, a couple of these get publicity or, or it actually happens, the company, the owner of the company just decides to do something else because there's no way he, they could afford to rip off people anymore if, if people actually do this plan of action. Yeah, and the key thing is people have to take action. Yep. That, that's been my number one complaint ever since I found out about uh, the Amway tool scam, as I call it, um, in 2005. My major complaint is that people do not work together to go against these big companies. And it's really frustrating, um, you know, because we have a good story. It's just that if you're just an individual, it's, it's really difficult. Um, but if you work together, I, I think we could have a lot more influence. You don't, um, but I, I, I really like your idea, the, the you way to, to go after together. these insurance companies. You don't, you don't have to work together. If, you need the, if you're a little bit short of cash, you need that couple hundred thousand dollars, these companies will pay out this. There's no trial. There's no filing of lawsuit. As soon as an attorney says, today is Monday, I'm filing on Thursday, I want $200,000 before I file, you, there's a huge chance that they'll get that $200,000 check before the filing happens. And you gotcha. have to sign a C, you know, do not disclose. Yeah, that, that's, that's the rub is um, the individual can benefit, which is fine. I'm not against that. Um, but to shut these things down overall, we need a lot of individuals doing the same thing or else the companies are going to just see it as a business expense. You know, if it's one right. or two people, well, uh, they can write it off. Well, that's why I'm on this call. That's why I uh, made that really good video, if anyone wants to see it. S Steve Young, the King Scammer, Family First Life. It'll pop up on YouTube. And, and there's another – in fact, you don't even have – if anyone's part of uh, this particular comp insurance, in fact, if you go to Robert Cooper's video that he made uh, just a couple of weeks ago, he actually published as a comment on his YouTube – the letter he wrote to the attorney general. So if someone is not intellectually gifted in the English language, in, especially in this industry, which is family first life insurance, you could really just copy and paste his letter to your attorney general. Good it's deal. In, that, it's in common. That name again is Cooper. What is his name? Right. It's on the playlist. If you YouTube search family first life lawsuit playlist, you'll see it. He's a 20, in his 20s, blonde from California. Gotcha. You'll see him. He, yeah. He's right at the top of the playlist. So in comments, while you'll we see were, his letter to the Attorney General. While we were talking, I was um, looking. You said something about integrity. I did a little bit of Google search. So if you go to integrity.com forward slash partner or partners, you'll be able to see the list of companies that are under this integrity. Is, would that be a... Would that, be that is correct. correct. So you'll see 
uh, Family First Life there, you'll see a whole bunch of other companies. I mean, there's, it's almost, right. I, I don't know if it's a, enough to be a monopoly, but it yeah, seems it, like it, a major player for sure. Correct. Yeah, I hate to uh, break the nut. They've spent, no joke, I'm not exaggerating, they've spent $5 million on legal fees against me. No joke. So, of course, me not wanting to spend any money on attorney fees, I say, hey, I might as well figure out what these people are doing and why they're willing to spend that type of money on me. Um, so I really know my stuff. So if anyone wants to uh, contact me personally, all you have to do is go to GusFox.com. In the, I'll get the message and we'll have a conversation. But the, the first thing I'll, I'll tell you is make a video. If you don't make a video, it's, it's, you know, what's the point? To get in a, a referral from your attorney general is hard. This 30-year-old kid who graduated law school has to be convinced and understand what happened. There's, there's no better medium than video. And as a kicker, as a bonus, if that causes the MLM scammer to send you a lawsuit threat, it just makes it all, all the more convincing. Well, this is an interesting. This is an interesting show because we've never jumped this much into uh, the insurance industry. We were always questioning whether the insurance MLM industry had retail sales or not, and I would suppose that they would have some retail sales if they're doing it the traditional way. They may get a few retail sales from this from the leads that they might be buying, um, but I guess. Has anyone ever really looked at the numbers of what somebody's been spending? And even if they're buying, even if 80% of the leads are bullshit, if they're still closing a certain percentage and they're making a boatload of money on insurance, is actually anyone making money on this insurance leads portion of this part of the business model? The, the, it, it was possible a couple of years ago before uh, all the before when no one started filling out any form on any medium, it was possible to buy leads and make money, but it's not possible today because no one's filling out anything. Right. But, the overabundance but, but what, of crappy yeah. telemarketing and bullshit on lead generation, I hear you. So what's going to happen is, but, but people get licenses. They make a couple of sales even to their family members or their neighbor, or they may do figure out they want to stay in this business, so they'll do their own Facebook or Facebook type of marketing or my favorite uh, lead generation technique is called incentive based marketing. In fact, if you go to GusFox.com, they'll give you a a free website. And there are people out there who use this as an incentive based marketing tool where you offer websites to business owners, then you sell them insurance. So, you know, there are people who make money in insurance sales, but it's just uh, the legalities of these insurance MLMs really comes down to the, hey, sign up, spend money, you'll make money, which is completely made up numbers. And it is fraud and, and it is illegal. So again, the website, Gus Fox, Gus, G-U-S-F-O-X dot com. And I, I might as well mention this to you guys as well. This is a, a real lead system which is based on skill sets. And of course, being in a, in a business, it's probably a good idea to have some sort of website. So you could certainly go there yourself, sign up. The website is created immediately. Advertisements 
pop up on that. You know, they say free, 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 which is nice to get people in the system. Then ads pop up. To get rid of ads, it's only $12 a month. Then from there, when you realize, hey, this is pretty good stuff to be coming across as a professional person. There are people who in the insurance business who actually say, hey, they get a huge list of plumbers or electricians. They go to those people and say, hey, look at my website. I, I'm an expert on websites. I'm an expert on moving up the search engine, and I could do something similar for you for free even. And they, Gus Fox has a program where uh, eventually ads will pop up on those plumbers' websites, and the insurance agent will get half the revenue, which is not a lot of money, but it gives them an excuse to talk to people. But people in the insurance business do make money if, if their brain is working, just like any business. It, it just so happens that these MLM, Family First, Life Integrity Marketing type companies, they're, they're just doing plain out fraud. They're, they're risking going to jail, but because there's been minimal knowledge or awareness of the laws that are on the books, they've just been having a party for the last couple of years. But of course, uh, th this Gus Fox and myself and yours and you, you know, hopefully, because it doesn't really take a lot of people to do this proper steps. You know, Steve Young or Sean Mikey or Patrick Bet David, these people don't want to go to jail, and they are breaking the law. They should be in jail, and it's not hard to for the prosecutors to prosecute. So I've never yeah. jumped into yeah. I've never jumped into what Patrick Bet David does, although I've been always a fan of him on YouTube with his value team and stuff. But I've I've always noticed that he never mentions PHP, or hardly ever does. Sometimes it gets sometimes it gets right. blurted out. He squashes it. He calls himself an insurance company. Did they have a big portion of their business coming through this type of lead generation, or were they doing it in a different way? Because he's definitely got a cult-like following. I'll, 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 I'll give you the answer. Okay, the answer is he, he did it a little bit different or a lot different than Family First Life, Equus Financial, National Agents Alliance. He actually did the traditional Prime America World Financial Group technique, bring in new people, 25, 30% commission. The normal commission is really 100%. So you're talking about people that are t accepting one-third the commission level, which is a little bit weird. Like, why would, you know, don't you do any investigation before you sign up? And they would use these. It, this is what Prime America is doing now. This is what World Financial Group is doing now. So PHP agency of Patrick Bet David was, a comp, was a, like, another company to compete with these people. Like, same technique. So they get them in, they give them the rah, 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 you'll two, I, I believe it's a $200 initiate registration fee. They promise the same thing, which is, hey, the average income is a lot of money. In fact, if you go, if you, you'll see an interview I did with one of their recruiters, the gentleman's name is Saheed Abdallah from Florida. You can hear that interview. I believe it's a 35 minute video. He's breaking the law. You know, of course, the conversation was, what am I supposed to invest? What am I supposed to make on average? And so as soon as they do that, they're breaking the law. So I was kind enough to tell them, hey, by the way, you're breaking the law. It's 10 years in jail. You know, do you want to apologize or something? <laughs> but in the meantime, Patrick, De Patrick Ben David, he got Patrick Ben David. He ended up, 
he got a lot of people until about three, four years ago. Then he ended up selling his company to Integrity Marketing. And I have to tell you, Patrick Bat- Bat- David was his company was not making a lot of money. Nowhere close to this family first life because the people that they brought in made no sales and they didn't buy leads. They just paid the one or $200 registration fee and, and nothing happened. So the scam in that is really that the managers would have these new people uh, write out a list of their family members and the, and the new recruit in the fam and the experienced agent will go to the families and sell them policies. So these people are really being used as a referral tool, tool referral tool to sell right. policies so to the family essence, members. Right. So in essence, um, not the lead generation fraud, uh, just basically, you know, a lot of people come in and insurance through a lot of people. And, right, uh, so they come in and they leave. Them, yeah, he, he, he keeps them together because he runs such a tight organization where people like cult-like followers. And, um, you know, you can, you can see how he's basically built his value team and brand over that as well. Right. And he was, well, he's a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say smart enough to get out before yeah, he was smart. all the shit he's hits the smart. Like, He's not going to mention insurance now because he knows it's riddled with fraud. You know, even though, per se, he's not breaking the law based on the Prime America PHP uh, system, but when the recruiters are telling people, hey, you, the average income is $10,000 a month, that's where the law right. is breaking, and he could go to jail for that. So he just says, hey, I don't want anything to do with this. I'm leaving. So if you look at the this for the CEO of, fa- of even Family First Life, if you go to his webpage, he's also not mentioning Family First Life on his webpage. You know, these people know that they're breaking the law and they want to get out, but this idiot company called Integrity Marketing and Steve Young, they're holding the bag. They've got such deep pockets. They've collected a few billion dollars of investment capital. Whatever lawsuit, whatever judgment they get, they will pay. If anyone well, needs to sue. Another thing we've heard um, from the uh, insurance MLMs, David, I, I don't know, maybe this is even common in a non-insurance MLM, is that when a new person comes in, uh, even before they get their license, or maybe even if they have their brand new license, um, their upline, their mentor, is the one that actually signs up their contacts and and takes the 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 uh, the benefit from that, right? They they take right. that they take that money, and then the person that just got in has to go out and find new leads to make their own money uh, by selling the 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 uh, um, you know the insurance policies. Is, is that something that's common in the insurance industry, or is that? That's Mainly really just the MLM industry. That's that's the PH. There's three companies that are doing that. That's PHP, Prime America, and World Financial Group. That's what they. That's their technique. But remember, they're bringing in. In fact, I watched one of Patrick Beth David's videos, and he, the guy says, "We're we're reaching out to the underserved market, which is his Latino females." Meaning like, like everything's discrimination, but he's the good guy bringing in Latino females, which is a little bit on the silly side because it's, you know, that he's looking for people that don't really, aren't really suitable for the business that could provide a couple sales for their experienced agents. That's really what it is. And 
just as so a those separate side. Are actually the lead, those new people are actually the lead generators for their right, upline. Right. Stereotypes are, are, are pretty accurate. You know, white guys tend to do well in financial sales. So if yep. you've got a company saying specifically, we don't like these white guys in our company, there's something a little bit weird. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, and um, I know Peter and I talked about this last week a little bit, um, and that's the new Amway rules. And Peter, um, if, if we didn't have David on this week, I would have talked about this, um, and I'll talk about it more on a future show. But I'm looking at the, the new Amway rules that just came out in January of 2024, and I'm going through. There's probably about five or six pictures of people, and every single one of them, and some of the pictures have multiple people in them, every single picture except for one is a minority and yet, when you look at the people that are either at the Amway Corporation or the, the upline, the top dogs in the Amway distributorships, it's much more the white male. And, right. and it's just amazing how they're taking advantage of the minorities in this way, you know, making it look like, oh, yeah, this is a minority-friendly business. Um, it, it's the same concept, you know, a little bit different technique, but same, same exact concept. Uh, the, 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 the gentleman whose great-great-grandparents came from the Mayflower, when he gets ripped off, he's much more likely to file a proper complaint in a proper lawsuit. A gentleman who came, for, or a female in particular, you know, females are actually more, less likely to complain. They're more likely to just say, hey, it's part of life. I really don't understand these forms that I would have to fill out and just move on. So they're, they're much less likely to co- do a proper complaint if they're from a, 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 a ethnic group that has lower English language skills. Exactly. Uh, even, if, even if you do have, um, you know, traditional American, let's call it, you know, not, not an American Indian, but someone that was born here as an American, um, there was a video done by Bill Ackman with Herbalife years ago um, where there was four different sets of people either singles or couples being interviewed and one of the questions that was asked of them is did you complain to the FTC and all of them said no except for one woman and she said yes I did but only because my sister is an attorney and she told me to Um, that's not a statistically significant sample but it is an indication of exactly what you're saying, David. Most people right. don't even know the FTC exists or or the Attorney General exists and what their I purpose is. So it's, I had it's no great idea to have you on the show to explain all of this. I had no idea. I was in long conversations with the people at the at the FTC's office. The woman was so nice. She says, "Call back." You know, other people have called, and, and I had no idea. I was completely wasting my time. I had no idea. Until I found out later that the FTC has their laws that they're able to regulate things in a certain manner, but the but it's the state that has the meat law. They're the ones to complain to. So I tried to express that to the gentleman, uh, the gen- that YouTube guy who is in Thailand right now. I'm sure he's having a good time there, as well as there's a another Canadian. A Canadian woman, I explained that to as well, but you know they don't seem to. But when they're Canadian, you, 
it's understand that they're not as into the the proper way to do stuff. You know, they're not they're not from they're from a different country. Was that Julie Anderson? That is correct. Yes, yes, she's. Uh, I've called her a nut job. She was actually on the show a few months ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she, she's just wild. She's just out of control. Yeah. She from Canada, you don't expect. You know, the the American system is a little bit complicated because there's so many different departments. Even when a person does a regulation to the attorney general, you have to CC that to the Department of Securities. Then you have to make sure the Department of Securities, hey, speaks to the Attorney General and the, and the you know, there's someone probably in that state the state right, state office that that brings all these three offices together, which includes the Department of Insurance. So it's a it's a but once but ideally that any of these states could shut them down. Yeah, and just to piggyback on your FTC comment, um, I largely agree because I was talking with an FTC attorney. This has been several years ago now, um, and I said, "Look, you know, I've got this website that lays out all of the different aspects. It's got all these different sources. Um, you know, this is not me just making statements. These are things that are, uh, you know, documented either in court cases or newspaper articles or personal statements." you know, being made online, um, and there's plenty of evidence here to go after Amway. And she said, well, that's not how our system works. Um, the way the FTC system works is they have to get X number of complaints, and after they get that minimum number of complaints, then they will start an investigation. Uh, I asked her what the minimum number is, and, of course, she refused to tell me. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, it becomes this labyrinth. It becomes this maze um, trying to get through the FTC. Um, it, it's, it is not something that's easy or simple. It really takes a large number of people complaining, which, again, I encourage people to do, but also shouldn't expect to complain to the FTC and they're going to just, you know, take action immediately. That's not how it works. And, and so they're... To their credit, I have to say they have a lot of different areas of business that they regulate. MLM is just one tiny sliver, and they only have so many people, and they have to allocate their resources in a, in a smart fashion. Um, it's just frustrating when you go to them with a the whole story, and they say, nope, we don't have that minimum number yet. So, right, I you know, it. <laughs> it would have been nice for the person to tell you, hey, the states have the laws, and you know, and that's where you want to take legal action and the, the governmental authorities there. It would have been, but they don't even say that. Right. Yep, exactly, exactly. Yep, yeah, all she did was say that's not how our process works, and that was pretty much the end of it. You know, there's nowhere you can go um, from there. So it's, it, it is frustrating because, you know, both of us know a lot of things that are being done wrong and illegally, not just wrong ethically or morally, but legally, that you can really pin these people down with. Um, and, I, and I think you just came up with a great roadmap for all of us to, to follow and, and to learn from and, and get some results. So uh, we, we really appreciate that. Um, Peter, did you have anything else you wanted to mention? No, not not really. This is a this has really been a very interesting, enlightening, and new radio show for a lot of people that are probably listening in, so they can jump into this and kind of learn a little bit more about this. And I really never focused on the insurance industries with MLM as far as studying them. Um, 
But, you know, as soon as I heard about the lead generation, I'm like, okay, there's where the fraud is. Um, I did not know sincerely that it was this big. Like, I did not know that it was basically a conglomerate or an aggregation of all this stuff under really one entity. And when I looked at that domain name just now, integrity.com, I realized if you go to the news section, so if you go to integrity.com, you go to news, you'll see that in February this year, 2024, they just took over that domain name. So everything that you know, we might well, they, have been they referencing. Take over, they actually sued the owner of integrity, uh, integrity.com. There was a lawsuit that the judge ruled against Integrity Marketing Group, but apparently wow. uh, they must have That's had right. some sort of settlement after they lost, February, lost the lawsuit. February 14th says Integrity acquires integrity.com. Oh, they, they try to grab it. If you go to uh, be, be, if you go to the comments in one of the, if you go to uh, that Reddit, which I've mentioned a few times, Family First Life lawsuit, they actually sued the owner of Integrity.com, saying, "Hey, we we deserve the the domain," but they but wow. they lost the lawsuit, so they had to pay. Wow, that must so have been a huge. Out, basically, yeah, yeah, they they bought the domain. Wow. Yeah. Does it say what the yeah. price was? No, it doesn't. It is a, basically a promo piece for integrity. So it doesn't say that at all. It doesn't reference anything like the squabble that they had. But it basically right. says basically we're, we're, we're running everything. Acquires integrity.com. So they made it into a positive. That's probably one of their NDA requirements is they can't talk about how much. Uh, they bought yeah, it for. I would not be surprised if this is one of the most expensive domain purchases ever competing with sex.com <laughs> well they can afford it they have a lot of money there's no doubt about that hey david was there anything um before the show or during the show that you thought of that you wanted to bring up but because we have been meandering along with different topics we haven't gotten to is there anything you wanted to mention i want to mention that the in the the, the game plan which i laid out make video send letter, make video, wait for lawsuit threats, do proper complaint. It works. And consult with GusFox.com during that process. I I even believe this gentleman can help you edit your YouTube video. You know, a lot of people don't have the talent on editing. Just, you know, we'll help you. Gus Fox will help you. Help you write the letter. Help you on everything if it's insurance related. Especially, but uh, you've got the list on that Reddit as well. I, I'm looking right here. It says below is the list of the 23 states that have inva- enacted the FTC recommended law. And that's, if you click that link, it tells you the 23 states. Actually, it's, it's even, it's right there. It's Florida, California, Virginia. It's all the big states. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, I think we're getting t- sort of towards the end of our time here, right, and, Peter? Yeah, we, we need should, to go for an hour and a half. Yeah, we, should, um, yeah, we could. Yep, we're good to go. We f- probably should say, you know, the, the little the typical disclaimers. You know, don't take this as personal legal advice. You know, you take you do your own thing, but uh, don't say that uh, Building Fortunes Radio told you to sue, <laughs> sue the insurance companies. I'm, so, I'm telling yeah. you, I, I'll, I'll, I don't have a disclaimer. I'm telling you, I know these people are being scammed. I know the technique that works. I know what will put quite a few hundred thousand dollars in your pocket if you do these proper steps. So, Good deal. 
good deal. Take, take, yeah. that as a, take that as an opinion or experience. You do what, what you want, but uh, <laughs> yeah, neither one of us. Yeah, neither one of us attorneys, so we we can't give legal advice, but um, we, we do appreciate you coming on the show and, and sharing all this information uh, with us and the audience. Um, and is, is there anything else you wanted to? To promote David, did you want uh, to mention the the Gus Fox website again? I go to Gus Fox if you need help on your any aspect of lead generation insurance or you know getting that couple hundred thousand dollars from the uh, from the scammers. Gus Fox is a good place to go. If uh, and it's it's all there. Uh, the, very big on the words family first life lawsuits on on that YouTube or Reddit and you'll see all the information. Excellent, excellent. Well, Peter, if there's nothing else, I'll let you close out the show. I just wanted to thank David for calling in from Israel. Um, it's pretty late at night there now, and um, we do appreciate you calling in. Uh, we did adjust the time a little bit so we wouldn't um, have you I up still, at 2 or 3 in the morning, so that was, that's kind of ridiculous. I'm about um, to go to a bar just to let you know, so it's not, it's it's a good well, time. Well, good. Good deal. <laughs> so so good deal. we should probably just talk a little, just a little bit about that. What's it like to be in Israel now? You know, with all the stuff going on, we have the news the way we see it, but how is it over wherever you are? Wow. I'm in Jerusalem, which really is safe. What the, There's a lot of Jewish here. There's a lot of Arab. A little, you know, a little ways away, you know, you know, a seven-minute walk, which is not very far in suburban. But people are very nice. It's very, very safe. The the I guess in Tel Aviv, which was a, a, a more of a metropolitan area, the rockets from Gaza they were heading towards uh, Tel Aviv. But I believe that because of all the destruction there, there's minimal rockets being fired. But uh, the Arab population of Jerusalem is very, very, or at least the ones I, that I know, somewhat embarrassed, somewhat respectful, and somewhat like they feel like, hey, you know, this is embarrassing. So people are, are very low crime. Wow. Very safe. Good to hear that. Yeah, Which is normal. You would expect that. You know, most normal, you know, there's cameras everywhere. So, you, you know, people really don't want to you know, do anything bad. So do you actually ever see like rockets being blown up in the sky with the iron dome or anything else like that? Or is that somewhere else? That would be somewhere else. I make it seem like we're far away, but I, if in my car, I could probably get to Gaza in an hour, mm-hmm. but J- Jerusalem is a little bit higher. So it, it, the rockets aren't coming here. Got it. That's good to hear. Well, thanks for the thanks for the uh, interview. But there's no the radio show. there's no tourists. So, like, I live in the center of the city. I'm used to seeing all these people from all over the world, and yeah, I, I see all these local people now. So I'm like, hey, I never seen so many local people. <laughs> well, now is that because of the perceived danger or the real danger or the real threats? Yeah, I, well, generally countries that are in war have less tourism as a general rule. Right. Well. Well, but I, I figured with Jerusalem being, you know, a main thing, there might still be some people that go there no matter yeah, what. Yeah, a little bit. Know? Not not too much. Not it's as a, much. It's a, it's a, it's a tourist uh, city, so it's, there's just less. 
or at all. There's like none. Maybe it'll pick wow. up again. It, I'm sure eventually it will, but uh, hopefully everything works out for you and stay safe. So thanks for the uh, great interview. So Scott, why don't you give your website one more time? Yeah, uh, my my website, uh, my YouTube channel, uh, the link to this radio show, and my uh, phone number, my email is all on my Facebook page. If you go to facebook.com slash Scott Tex Johnson, S-C-O-T-T-T-E-X-J-O-H-N-S-O-N, all one word, you can find all those pieces of, of uh, resources. So thank you, Peter. Thank you, David. Um, this has been a great show, and, and we appreciate you coming on here. Stay safe. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Take care. Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to Building Fortunes Radio on buildingfortunesradio.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for the designated Building Fortunes Radio segment with Peter Mingle. Be sure to check out the buildingfortunesradio.com website for our featured segments. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. At Building Fortunes Radio, we wish you the success you deserve and are willing to work for. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world.